You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Nick Balesis, VP of Growth at Scientia. Nick, it's great to have you on the show. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So tell us about a memorable, I want to say marketing moment from your career, but it could be a memorable like growth business development type moment. I guess sure. uh, something that I really do remember was visiting in Las Vegas, money 2020, and really having the experience of, you know, first time great exposure with the company. With Scientia, we had done a great uh, partnership with Insider Intelligence, and we were really happy to you know, sort of present and showcase ourselves for the first time at Money 2020. And really what it was is just having conversations person to person with people, being able to sit down with them face to face, actually, and walk them through the platform and really show them uh, some use cases that they could actually benefit from in using the platform really uh, right there in the middle of sort of this whole big conference. And I really think that that was a great experience because you see so many faces, so many different use cases, so many different types of entities that you, know, you really come across from banks to credit unions to fintech providers. So you really have to be agile in terms of how you're looking at the product and how it can apply to others. Mm -hmm. Okay, great, great moment. Thanks for sharing mm -hmm. that. And you say that was in 2020. I mean, that was like height of COVID too. Oh, so it was actually a 2021, but the event's called uh, Money 2020. More like ah, okay. a 2020 vision. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you you were in person though, still when COVID was kind of out and about and a lot of yeah. people were, was, I, was everybody masked up? So there was a lot of restrictions. We obviously had to go in and present all the valid documentation beforehand, right. get everything approved. There was masks on site and such things like convention center. But yeah, I get state to state, things are different. This was again in right, Las Vegas. Yeah. So I think things are a little bit more lenient there in some places. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Okay. Well, that it's, it's great that you were actually able to be in person with people despite all that, right? It's so yes, important. It, you, especially you really after can't... so much time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's in, in, you know, once you're, I, I found anyway, for me, even just kind of a small sample size, you, once that you've been deprived of that for a while, only then do you really appreciate how much it matters to be in the same room with other people. Absolutely. There's a different kind of energy when you're face to face with someone. And obviously, you know, video calls are great and I'm happy to be here with you, but yeah. there's definitely something different, you know, palpable in the air when there's uh, in, individuals interacting and getting down to the, you know, business issues and the solutions at hand. Yeah, 100%. Good to get back to that. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about Scientia. What are you guys all about? Yeah, great. So uh, Scientia Consulting, we've been working in the banking sort of sphere since around 2012. But our main focus really right now is our platform, Fintech Insights. It's a accessible through the web platform in which we are analyzing the digital banking features of banks, credit unions, fintechs, so not just in the U.S., but across the globe. And what we're kind of doing is taking you behind the login screen and showing you exactly how the customers of banks and members of again, credit unions are interacting with their apps, with their web banking. And we're you know really making a great push into the market with this product the past couple of years since it's been released. And uh, yeah, we're really excited about that platform and all the opportunities that's open for us. Okay, very cool. Now, so obviously your audience consists mm -hmm. of buyers, decision makers at banks and credit unions and so on. So mm -hmm. what's challenging about connecting with those kind of folks? Well, as always, you can imagine at the C-level and you know, the executive level, these people are very busy. There's a lot of meetings that are set weeks ahead of schedule in which they have to attend. 
last minute meetings. So really it's about penetrating and being able to find the right person who uh, may see some value within the product and actually finding them and getting the right timing. As I'm sure everyone knows out there, they're probably being barraged by 100, 200 different people, maybe a day, trying to call and penetrate and maybe sell them something or maybe yep. sell them some sort of consulting work. So really what it is, is about getting through the noise and actually finding those slots where they do have a little bit of space to come up for air and provide a, a value proposition, which they find interesting. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, anyone in growth or marketing or, or demand gen can relate to that, you know, yeah. it, whatever their industry is, basically. So, and, and I know that you put a lot of time and uh, an effort into personalized outreach in order to cut through the noise, to, to really do some research, to know who you're looking for and specifically what these people are all about to make it as personal as, as possible. So let's talk about that a little mm -hmm. bit. First, why do you do that? Why is that important? Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a great question. So I think really, first and foremost, it starts from our just philosophy and how we want to operate. We really want to do a lot of research on our potential clients, because first and foremost, we want to understand if they're going to be a fit. We don't want to waste anyone's time. And we want to really be able to understand, okay, these individuals, we see some opportunity. We really believe that we can help them with the platform that we provide. Uh, so let's see what they've been doing, how active they've been within the digital space and understand what ways that we can help them before we've even hopped onto a conversation. Uh, and I believe that that way, a lot of individuals, uh, when they actually see you've paid attention to what it is they're doing, looked at their accomplishments, maybe even looked at some of the troubles that they've had and provided, a solution before even having an interact uh, interaction with them, it does f tend to cut through the noise, I, I find. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And so how do you do that? How do you do that kind of research and, and learn what you need to know? Yeah, it's, I would say specifically, especially for our industry, we do follow a lot of banking individuals. We look at a lot of really just a lot of the trends happening. And before we even, let's say, want to go into a target, we just see what's been going on in the news, even in a quick Google search, even just looking at the particular members, some of the executives there, see if they've been involved in any podcasts, if they've been involved in any publications, and really read and see what they're thinking, because that's how you're really going to connect with someone, is seeing things through their perspective and really trying to connect and you know help them solve the problem. Because at the end of the day, we're not looking to sell to anyone who doesn't need us. We really want to be connecting with individuals who really find value and I think that's really why we've had such success and such great clients, because we mm -hmm. really do build great relationships with these individuals. Okay. So in other words, before you reach out to anyone, you already have a pretty good sense. Like they, they are a good prospect for us. They may not know it yet, but we, mm -hmm. but we do because of this blog post they wrote or they said something on a podcast or something like that. So once you've done that research and you have that information. How do you use it in your outreach to like a specific person? Well, I would say this, this is again where like I can't get into too much sure. of the details of it. But what I would say is finding a smart way to be able to really uh, pull their eyes, especially in the first uh, couple sentences, I would say, and even in the subject line. So just to speak generally about it, we don't have that much space or time to really get someone's eyes on an email. Obviously, there's the penetration in terms of cold calling that you know, it's classic. But again, there's only so much time that you might have there to be able to say something. So really, it comes down to what's going to catch that person's eye and what are they going to feel that actually personally sticks out and relates to them? Uh, something that they're going to see and say, actually, wait, that's that's talking about me or that's that's something that I'm quite fond of or I actually care about or I'm part of that initiative. Let me take a look at this. So it really is about taking those first couple lines in the subject as well as the first sentence and really maximizing the personalization that you can there. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, so might that look like, let's say you're reaching out to someone and they posted something on LinkedIn or, you know, they published a blog post. Mm-hmm. The, do you kind of make that explicit in your outreach to say whether that maybe in the subject line or at least in the body to say, hey, we, we read something you wrote. That's really interesting. You know, we have a question about it or we think, you know, maybe you could be part of something that we're doing. Is that sort of the idea? Yeah, I could say that that's one of the approaches that could happen. Again, it really depends on the content that we find. Again, whether mm-hmm. if it's directly something that someone was involved with in terms of a podcaster or some sort of blog publication, or if it's just general news about the particular bank or institution themselves, which we can refer to and which we understand it has to do with their department specifically. So yeah, either way, uh, we're going to find the the best way to maximize that personalization. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I mean, I think it's just sort of human nature. You know, the more tailored the outreach is to you personally, the the more chance there is that the the person you're trying to get in touch with is is actually going to check it out. I mean, yeah. you know, I know for me, if I got an email that said something like read your post or question about your post, I'm at least going to open the email to, no, to see what that is, you know, and if it's bullshit, then I'll delete it. <laughs> but, you know, if it seems like the person genuinely has like has actually read whatever it is that i posted or listened to an an episode or something and they actually have a real question about it or or kind of want to talk about it Mm -hmm. you know i'll check out who they are and even if it's pretty clear that like okay well they're a vendor that might want to still i might be willing to engage with them because at the very least they bothered to learn about me and Mm -hmm. actually read something and i'm like that's kind of a, a little bit of respect you know what I, I mean? I, I think that's just yeah. basic human nature. Absolutely. I, I have a similar story where I had someone who had reached out to me through an email, but before they reached out, they had actually commented on a LinkedIn post that I had done. So they commented on it. Maybe about 15 minutes later, I saw an email and I thought, oh, it's an email from LinkedIn letting me know about the comment on the post. But no, it was actually an email from the individual saying, hey, I saw that post. wanted to reach out because I thought maybe it'd be a good idea for us to have a conversation. I entertained it and I'm not going to lie. I don't entertain most emails that come to my inbox where my team is a group of individuals who are relying on the, you know, the inboxes uh, to be full and red. Maybe I'm a bit of a hypocrite, but again, if something doesn't draw my attention, I'm really not going to take a look. And you know, I expect the best from my team. I hope everyone out there can also bring that to the table as well and really start to pull people's attention. Yeah. I mean, it's such a simple thing, right? I'm sure like that person commented on your post. It probably took them all of a couple of minutes, if that, right? But even just doing that, even though that's your only connection with them, it's something. Now they've made a little bit of a personal connection. And when you saw their email, you're like, oh, it wasn't just mm-hmm. rando number 10 trying to waste my time, yeah, first, which is uh, mostly the case, right? It's like, oh, yeah, that guy who commented and actually made like a thoughtful comment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Y- you know, like it, that can make a pretty big difference. Yeah. The first impression is extremely impactful. And that individual made an extremely strong first impression. He had a thoughtful comment and followed up with a thoughtful email. And 10 times out of 10, I'm going to respond to that. Even if I have no interest, I'm going to let that person know, thank you for this. Great job. Keep up the good work with what you're doing. Not interested. Or let's hop into a call because actually I am interested. So it really just depends on what platform or what product they're providing to me. But their approach, if it's great, I'm always going to make a comment. And that's a guarantee. Yeah. And if if they're really good at what they do, right, they'll sort of keep in touch with you just a little bit here and there. 
because a year later, maybe you are interested. Maybe things have changed and the timing is right. And now you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. Actually, I do want to have a conversation now, right? Yeah. The playing yeah, the long it, game. It happens. Absolutely. It happens. Yeah, 100%. Well, Nick, thank you so much for sharing all that. Really, really enjoyed our conversation. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.